When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. In addition to our usual obscenity warning, we would like to note that this episode contains mention of violence, murder, infanticide, and suicide. Please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Mindy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. Today we're reading Chapter 7 of Magic Steps. <laughs> so grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's meet a real dancing girl. Chapter 7 starts with Sandry and the Duke. He's mad. He has just found out that the person who he was trying to protect got murdered. (laughs) Not just murdered, but also displayed publicly. And murdered, like, right under the nose of his guards. They hear about the guards being in the infirmary. So they go to visit the guard in the infirmary. The healer is having a lot of trouble healing him. And Sandry sees this weird, dark smear on his leg. She weaves magic underneath it to lift it up off of the guy's leg. And it is suddenly a whole lot easier to heal. And during all this, the head, I guess I want to say like detective of the provost guard is there. And he's like, he sees it too. And he's not quite sure what to make of it. So he takes Sandry's sample with him to kind of go investigate it. Then Sandry goes to teach Pasco. He's all dressed up now. His mom forced him to. Yeah, and he's wearing shoes. He even scrubbed behind his ears. And him at 12. She scrubbed him behind the ears. And him at 12. And I've got something to say about that later on. <laughs> they go... The garden, right? Yeah, I, was, I couldn't remember where they were. Yeah, they're in the garden. 
she's like, okay, do you remember how we meditate? And he's like, yeah, I do nothing, even if doing nothing is boring. And basically being a 12-year-old. And then also saying something about warning them. And Sandry's like, I'm just going to pretend that it was a test, but damn it, I forgot about that. Then Lark introduces her to her friend Yasmin, who is super famous dancer. And Sandry's like, wait, 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 why didn't you tell me you were friends with this super famous dancer? And Lark's like, how did you not figure it out? I'm a performer. I've mentioned her name before. Two plus two. It's like if, if one of your friends said, oh, yeah, I know Beyonce. We used to sing. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I know a singer named, you know, Beyonce. It's like, oh. Surely it's not the Beyonce, it's a Beyonce. But no, it shows up with actual Beyonce. You're just like, wait, you you know Beyonce? It's like, yeah, I told you, I know Beyonce. Yasmin and Sandri are discussing basically training Basco together. And Yasmin is interested in, and excited to be able to teach him. Then Duke Vedras comes in because he's like, ah, I heard that Lark was here and I haven't seen her in a while and I wanted to say hello. Him and Yasmin immediately start flirting. Snaptrap comes in because he has more information about this case. And he's like, while you two are busy flirting, uh, is anybody eating these cookies? (laughs) Mood. Just just absolute. I I love him so much. This is where he tells us the smear is unmagic, right? Mm-hmm. which is like the absence of everything. They talk some about how unmagic is like incredibly powerful, but also really dangerous because you can like create portals and all sort of weird stuff. But Lark has this story of, yeah, there was this guy who used it to like instantly get from one side of the country to the other and was in a delirium for three months afterward or something like that. For a year. He was a mad year. for a year. So it, it, And then after that, he was still like pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also discover that this unmagic is laced with dragon salt, which is this very addictive drug that is awful. We've got all three words now. Uh, yep. yep. This is with the murder of children. It's, it's kind of going away from the medieval footloose i was imagining yeah not nearly as fun and then at the end of this chapter we have our murderers and this big plan to kill the next person in this family mm-hmm. people are even better protected but they not good enough yep they create a diversion and use the unmagic to sneak into the nursery and kill everyone. A baby, a little girl, the dad. And I think she was going to spare the mom until she saw that she was pregnant. And she's like, kill her too. All in front of her maid. Yeah. The end. Well, I mean, at least she didn't kill the help. I, yeah. Step one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talked about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I'm just going to start with, I love the name Wolfric Snaptrap. It's beautiful. 
And I really like him. I love how he's like, uh, is anybody eating these? And he's just like munching on the cookies while the Duke and Yasmin are flirting. And I just. That's a whole mood. He needed a snack while he had his show. So like, it's like eating popcorn while you're watching something. I feel like, like a soul connection to Wolfric Snaptrap. And then in addition, he has a fantastic name. So. I have feelings about this guy. He's a goofy character and he's the person with the goofiest name. That's like, you'd expect this sort of name in like Harry Potter or something that goofy, like magic name. It's ridiculous. And it's funny because all the other names have been kind of, I mean, they've been different, but they've been, I want to say like more serious, I guess, Mm -hmm. like less kind of goofy. Like the goofiest, I think is like McLaren, Nick Laren Goldeye. That's the only other kind of semi-goofy name. And it's still real dignified sounding. All yeah. the other names have been dignified. Like yeah. You come up with your own name that you're going to have for the rest of your life and you come up with Snaptrap. I think it's so fitting. To us, it sounds silly, but really, Snaptrap, this is literally what he does. It's like, Nico is Goldeye because he sees things. He's like this fantastic seer. Snaptrap. I honestly think that part of the reason that his name is like ridiculous is because his first name is Wolfric. I feel like if he had a like ordinary first name, like if his name was like Tom and he was Tom Snaptrap, it wouldn't be half as ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're both kind of goofy. Snaptrap. It's just, I think it's beautiful. I absolutely love it. When Sandry is talking to the dupe somebody comes in she's like eating with her uncle and somebody comes in it's like there's somebody to see you blah 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 and sandry's like really why couldn't you have waited five minutes or ten minutes or whatever like why couldn't you wait until we're done eating or whatever and i was just like sandry you're getting on your dignity here like this is his job you have to let him do his job i also thought that it was interesting to see the the Duke's heart attack from Sandry's point of view because a couple chapters mm. earlier we heard like from the guard's point of view oh shit you don't mess with Sandry because this is what happened it's nice to get the other side and she's just like nope he's dying I am not letting anybody stop me and I am going to keep him alive which mm. I got kind of have like a question about the world building there because Sandry's not a healer, but she's able to use her magic to keep him alive. And so, like, is that because they're related or I don't know? It might just be because she's that powerful. The four of them did bring back Rose Thorn. And he hadn't died yet. Yeah. So she was, and I think her abilities are a little more attuned to be able to keep someone here. Because in Briar's book, Pierce specifies that Briar can't just like heal people. But the reason he is able to help Rosethorn is because they are both they are both plant mages, and so there's this like sameness to them. Could Sandry do this to anybody, or is it like specifically she can help her uncle because they are blood relatives? Hmm. Could be a little of both or something, maybe. I like the line. Sometimes she thought she had spent the last four years weaving pure magic, and I wrote because she probably did. Yeah. In general, the the scene with the healer, I felt bad for this poor healer who's just trying to do his job, and they're like, "Oh, you need to stop healing him," and it's like, "But he's in so much pain," and he's like, 
are you ready yet? Can I do my job? <laughs> so, like, good for him and doing his job. And, and like, yeah. like, he gets on some level, like, what's going on and that they need to see if they can do this. Especially because he talks about, I feel like the more I'm putting, the more power I'm putting in, the less I'm getting out. Which is probably because there's this unmagic that's like eating his power. And yeah, he just didn't didn't know about it. He's just doing the best he can. Like, I'm just glad that they were willing to let Sandy try because they could have easily been like, "You're a girl. You don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> then we would have seen what happened. <laughs> and then just all the stuff about Pasco like being dressed up for Sandry, and I kind of feel a little bit bad for the kid because. Like, I wonder if his mom would have made him dress up like that if Sandry wasn't nobility. If it was Triss or Daja. If they were meeting at the palace, I'm sure she would have. Mm. Like, because they're going to the palace. I don't think it it had something kind of new with Sandry, but he's going where the Duke lives. Of course, he's going to have to be dressed up. He has to look nice. That's true. I think her being Sandry probably help too oh yeah for sure so i wrote down let him think it was a test hashtag teacher life and i'm not a teacher hashtag teacher life so (laughs) i related a lot to this chapter in general because this is what it feels like when sandry talks about you need to make yourself smaller because you're trying to pull your magic inside your skin so that you can be in control of it I don't think that it was until this read that I really understood that. I understood part of meditation is making yourself small, but I didn't understand that's why. Because in the process of tightening yourself into this small thing, you're literally like pulling your magic into like its core. So it's not just exploding on everything. Duke Vedras and Yasmin are really cute. And I like the descriptions of everybody's makeup. Lark says, oh, she's been dancing for this long. And Yasmin's like, I would have been comfortable with a long time. (laughs) She's showing her age. And then the last thing I wrote is, at some point, Wolfric Snaptrap uses the word cantrip. And so I just had this, like, nice little, hey, like, I learned that word from D&D. And that's, like, the only thing I associate it with. So it just, like, amused me that she used that specific word. Yes, the D&D reference. I wouldn't be surprised if Pierce plays D&D. I really wouldn't. I would not either. <laughs> I like the confusion balls. I liked the fact that they're like essentially magical renaissance flashbangs. Mm-hmm. Something that'll like temporarily stun someone for a couple of minutes. I just thought it was neat. That'll go into what I think about um, Alzina and Nurhar uh, later on. I like Wolfric's magic seeing monocle slash magnifying glass. I don't know exactly what size it is, but uh, I thought that was neat. We know that there are spells to like spell stuff to be able to see magic, but the fact that we have someone like actually use it is kind of kind of cool. I liked Duke Vedras being a advocate for Sandry, really just being supportive. And you know, when, when she, you kind of touched on this, Molly, you know, when she sees the unmagic on on one of the uh, guards and is like, she's like, mm, I want to say that there's something there, but I don't know if I should, because I don't know if anyone, you know, will listen to what I have to say anyways. And he's like, he can tell that she wants to say something. And he's like, 
Sandra, do you have something to say? Like just giving her the opportunity to go ahead and and and, and do that because she, she's capable of doing it. But right now, I feel like she's still uncertain if people will actually listen. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that she has someone on her side willing to advocate for. Her. I think I saw a possible like editing mistake, but I'm not sure. It was during the ear scrubbing part because it says she scrubbed mm-hmm. something, something, something. It says and me, twelve years old. So I didn't know if that was just like a his accent. I think that's just the way he talks. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure because I was like, I don't remember what he talked like before. I don't remember if it was like that sort of almost informal language or if it was because it seems kind of weird because the rest of it was like fine. And it was just that one me 12 years old being a little weird. Not a big deal. doesn't actually matter, but I, I, I noticed it. And the last thing I wrote down was Yasmin and Vidris sitting in a tree. <laughs> K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah, very, very I approve. cute. I approve. <laughs> Pair the spares. Pair the spares. My first one that I liked was when Vidris was trying to get Sandry to leave at first. And then he's like, forgive me. I forgot who I was talking to. I became like poor Rokot trying to shelter you when you do not want such care. All right. At least he realized what he was doing and he apologized for it. He could have easily been like, oh, okay. I'm not going to apologize for this. And he he was aware of what he did and he apologized. So I like that. <laughs> we already touched on it. Was when when the healer called Wolfric, Wolfric pain in the romp. <laughs> Like, it's nice. I thought it was hilarious. It was just, fantastic. This poor healer is just trying to do his job, and Wolfric is just like looking over his shoulder at what he's doing. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to do my job. Leave me alone. You guys already talked about Yasmin flirting, which is really cute. And I, I like that Sandry approves. He's like, oh, maybe romance would do good for him. I know he's been lonely. And then I also like that she took into consideration what Yasmin would think. And she's like, but I'm not sure if she's interested instead of just trying to push them together. Okay, Sandra, she's totally interested. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then my last one is a dislike is the Rokot kids being murdered and, and, and just all of them being murdered. Not but great. It's... Mm, being a mother myself, watching my kids die and my husband die in front of me, and then it being turned on me because I was pregnant, that would, oh, ah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, that must have hit really I, different. Yeah. For you. you don't want to think about it. It's, ah, uh, it hurts so much. This sounds really heartless and cruel. Just at least she didn't have to suffer for long. That's fair, but. I would have I mean, rather die whole, first. The, I don't. I don't want to see my yeah. children die in front of my eyes. Yeah, the the whole uh, thing is completely fucked. At least she didn't leave her alive, and she had to live with the re- that for the rest of her life. Uh, it's a true. small, small mercy. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, very true. I I would not have wanted to live. N- yeah, having watched my children and my husband die in front of me, I I. Yeah. If she would have killed me, I probably would end up killing myself. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to live with that. 
Honestly, it would have been better for the maid, too. I mean, she had to watch all of that and not see who actually did. That's the worst part is seeing your family die, people you work for die in front of you and not knowing how it happened. They just yeah. are standing there one second and then the next second they're just murdered. That's like the most insidious thing about this, like anti-magic is that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the guards, you know, they were put there to protect this guy. And then all of a sudden, oh, your horse's leg is like cut open and you're on the ground and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Something that I was imagining, kind of something about my terrible, terrible imagination, being like someone at a picnic at that fountain, you know, you're eating with someone, you know, you're just chilling out by the fountain. And then all of a sudden you see this like bloody head directly above you. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You, you have no idea. The yeah. last sentence of this chapter really hurt as well. Like uh, she was just sent, uh, thinking to herself before coming to the house, she had worried about killing the children. But when her work got to that, she had been cold. What was nothing? What was the point to any of this if she felt nothing? This chapter to me felt like that scene in Mulan. Where they're singing about a girl worth fighting for, and the very next scene is fucking is death. death. And this is exactly that. And like, yeah. if I'm being completely honest, this was only a small little section within the chapter. It's only a few paragraphs, and it's probably the hardest thing I've read out of all of these books so far. Is just this small little section. Yeah, and it hurts so much, and we've read. Briar's book. There was so much pain in that book. And this little section right here is probably it was probably the hardest thing I've read out of all these books so far. Uh, I couldn't imagine seeing my family die in front of me. It uh I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The line of the absence of hope feeling, the more it's used, the greater its hold is on the mage. And if he's <laughs> taking Dragon Salt to manage it, that just makes it worse. The gods help anyone who gets close. His madness will spread, infecting those around them. You're making a face, Brittany. Well, you reading that sentence again and all the gray sludge marks, yeah. whatever that Sandry's fighting, is, I wonder if, I'm sure you two already know the answer to this. I'm sure that is saying that uh, <laughs> anyone who gets close to his madness will be affected. I'm sure that those marks have something to do with that, considering Sandry thinks that if somebody were to touch it, it would get stuck on them. And if it's getting stuck on somebody else, then if they touch somebody else, it'll, it's just going to spread. So I'm sure that those marks are part of the madness spreading. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of scary, too. Yeah. That's very scary. I'm going to not touch on the things that we've touched on, except for the I'm off to play with this. That just sounds like something I would say. <laughs> also, the I assumed you knew that most of my friends outside the temple were performers. <laughs> I'm sure everybody was like, oh, yeah, her her life before this, she met a lot of people. She's probably still in contact with a lot of those people. And they're all performers. But it's never when somebody says, oh, yeah, you know, I I, I used to frequent a bar and hang out with the musicians you don't think oh i hung out at the house of blues and met so many fucking musicians and had conversations with them 
this is how I followed Kevlar around for a year. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm still sad that I will never get another Kevlar album. Those are the only ones I'm going to touch on because everything else has been covered. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the story, and Amy's basically already hit mine. So my theme is addiction because it's obvious that the mage is addicted to dragon salt. We've covered that. That's very obvious in the text. But really that bit at the end, for me, this was Alzina is addicted to murder. One of the things that happens with addiction is that you get less and less satisfied. And so build this guy in broad daylight and put in put his head up on the fountain and it was a rush and now like even killing children just doesn't do it for her anymore. I think that there's a really strong parallel to be 
drawn between her and her husband and the mage because the mage is a mage of nothingness and she is sort of sinking into this nothingness. Mine basically ties in with that is just, I was going to call it consumption because the more that you do something, the less rewards you get out of it. It consumes you. It completely replaces every part of you. Slowly but surely, it's awful and it's horrible. She's still a monster. <laughs> the theme I found was much more lighthearted. Uh, learning. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Sandry has learned a lot. She learned about unmagic. And she's still learning how to teach uh, via uh, via actually doing it, you know, by the experience of teaching. Like she made a mistake with uh, forgetting to ward again, but uh, she she's going to use that to do better. And it, she even teaches like Pascal, like, oh yeah, that was that was a test. I'm glad you remembered. That was it, there, there, it was a nice way to kind of turn that around. They all, everybody learned about the methods of the killings, being that on magic. And that the user is addicted to dragon salt. They're they're finally piecing together how they're able to get away with all this. This is kind of you know something that we learned and that they're learning is that Alzina and Nurhar are professionals. They aren't just some random criminals off the street that were hired to do this. They have money. They have knowledge. They have the ability to do all of this. Like you know anybody can like you know throw balls at someone to you know knock him out or you know stun him or whatever and then shank a guy but it was beyond that they took out a bunch of guards they killed the guy in broad daylight and they displayed the head after and then we kind of get the as readers we see what they do in the at the end of the chapter it was all very meticulously planned out it wasn't a, a random occurrence like they knew that the this family was guarded by a lot of people and they, you know, made a distraction, a very convincing one. They were aware of the guards outside, how to draw them out. It was a begrudging respect of how much, like, they were able to, like, plan that out and get away with it. It, was, um, it wasn't a good thing, but it was done well. They planned everything out. It was, uh, so yeah, lots of learning in this chapter. <laughs> Mostly you, you learning can... bad stuff, but. <laughs> I was going to say, you can, can hate what they did. But you have to admit that they did it really well. So mine was the exact same as Goodwin's <laughs> learning. <laughs> the learning that I liked that was really cute was Wolfric taking the bag, like, I'm going to go play with this now. And, and he learned about it. <laughs> representative of curiosity and learning. Yeah. No reason that yeah. I like him. I really do enjoy him a lot. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic did you guys craft out of this chapter? I guess I'll go first. Um, I guess what I got out of this was to enjoy life a little bit. They've got a lot of different things going on. The Duke and Yasmin start with each other. It's really cute. It's just a reminder that, yeah, we we probably all have things going on with our own lives but it's nice to slow down every once in a while and just enjoy being around people or doing things that's not 
part of the craziness that's going on with our lives. So yeah. Flirt with nice. some people. <laughs> Mine is very silly and small. Mine is that I want to you make the phrase a tailor seat part of my like regular uh idiolect because from my interpretation I think they mean what I was taught when I was like five as quote Indian style and I'm like I've never had a good thing good way to call like sitting like that and I really love that description of a tailor's seat that's very nice though oh that's good Malia calls it crisscross applesauce that's what oh, I call yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's what they usually use now is crisscross. Yeah. I actually had two. One comes from the very beginning of the chapter when mm-hmm. the Duke tries to be like, oh, you shouldn't see this weight. This is you. Never mind. I'm sorry. I need to remember that not everybody is the same sometimes. Like something that I see as, okay, we just got to get through this and we can't let it slow us down is life ending for other people. I process grief really fast. I've been told it's a problem how fast I process it. Losing someone from the day I find out to about a week later, it's not that I'm over it. It's not that I don't still feel something, but it's the, okay, this is just how life is. We have to keep going. For other people, they still grieve. Two, three, ten years later, they still grieve. I just sometimes need to remember that what is applicable to one person is not applicable to everybody. I'm kind of bad about treating everybody how I would treat myself in this situation. The other one is more don't let the absence of something consume you, whether it be someone in your life being gone. You missed something. Don't let that absence of the thing that you miss consume you into chasing something to get it back because you'll never be able to fully get it back. Even if you have it, it's not going to be the same after all of that. So my personal magic was to be open to others' opinions. And obviously I think there's a limit to that. Clearly there are some people you probably shouldn't listen to. (laughs) I thought of the doctor uh, who, you know, didn't want to stop healing his patient because, you know, he was in pain, but he could tell that there was something wrong. And then when Sandry, you know, speaks up and talks about what she's seeing, he allows her to go in and and help him, even though she might not have any direct experience. She has knowledge on other things he doesn't. I think it's important to keep those types of people in mind. Someone with a different opinion on you, you know, will have a different view on something and it might help you make a better decision. And, you know, allowing her to go in there and, and, you know, basically take the magic out of them allowed him to heal his patient better. Try to keep an open mind about stuff and, Try to take opinions from other places. I remember that one too. It really is a good one to remember. Thanks. At the end of our episodes, we like to read an excerpt from the next chapter in the series. So this is an excerpt from chapter eight of Magic Steps. With the arrival of their supplies, the four mages, Sandri, Wolfric, and his two assistants, got to work. Wolfric and Bihazen mixed the oils and called on their powers for attraction. While they did, Lieutenant Ulrina cut fresh squares so precise that Sandri knew she had spent hours learning to do just that, as Sandri herself had learned to make squares and circles. 
Once the mixed oil was ready, Sandria applied it to every fiber of her squares and Olrina treated the new ones. When everything was ready, the assistants took a pile of cloths and headed for the site of the stable fire. Like Wilfric, they had spelled lenses that would help them to see the dark smears now that they knew what to look for. Their job was to see if the fire had been set by an accomplice. Elsewise, Behazen informed Sandri, it's just too convenient, and to gather up all the unmagic that he'd left there. Too much to hope the accomplice got hurt and is bleeding too, Wilfric remarked, watching his assistants hurry off. Still, no sense in overlooking the chance. He and Sandri began to gather up the spots that Sandri had co already covered. They worked their way back from Silver Street, entering the Rokot house and tracing the killer's movements inside. They did not enter the nursery. Instead, they followed the set of tracks that led into that room, up to the roof, and to the building next door. They backtracked the killer further still, across a succession of rooftops. The trail led to another stable, down through a loft, and out the street, where it ended in a pool of unmagic. End of the road, Wolfric said gloomily. Here's where our killer at least got all bespelled. I'm betting an accomplice set the stable fire, but he wasn't magic here. And if he'd been, his prince would be here too. We'd better get all of this, Sandry remarked. She sent a goggling boy to a nearby draper's for a silk sheet and paid him for the draper, paid him and the draper well. That seemed to amuse Wolfric. Provost's work is easier with you around, my lady, he told her as they waited for the sheet to soak up all the unmagic. If it's been just us harriers, we'd have sent back to the coop and explained the expense to bookkeepers. With you, it's we need it. Here it is. Let's get on with the job. I'm glad you're pleased, she retorted. She was tired. Only when she felt herself reaching for her friends did she realize they had fallen out of habit of borrowing each other's strength. No matter how hard work any of them might be, at least one of the others would be rested and strong. Now now she couldn't do that, and she missed it. I'm as grateful as I am amused, my lady, Wolfric said quietly. Every time you make something like this a bit easier, that gives us more time and strength to deal with the real problems. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I, I, I don't get the snapper trap part yet. Maybe... That's he's, foreshadowing. he's a harrier mage, so he catches criminals. Yeah, but does he like set down traps to catch the criminals, or does he just <laughs> investigate them? Because when I think snap trap, I think of like the bear, bear, the bear traps that just fucking. Traps, yeah. He that's exactly what he does. He has the bear trap, and he puts some food right there in the middle, and <laughs> to catch criminals, they're like, "Ooh, food!" And it snaps that's, them. This is what I'm waiting on. I'm assuming that that'll come up. <laughs> Maybe.
That that's how he's gonna catch the mage. He's just gonna put um dragon salt right in the middle there. And See, I want to say I'm onto something, but I think that's too goofy to be true. And Molly's just like pulling my leg right now. I, I told you I'm gonna raise my eyebrows no matter what. Like you make a prediction, and I'm just gonna raise my eyebrows. That way, like you have no idea. Um, See, it's nice that I don't have a camera in this case. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but like I'm saying, it's still too soon to see. We haven't seen what he's a mage, so he's got magic. We just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So maybe it does have something to do with traps, and I'm assuming because his name is Wolfric Snaptrap, it'll have something to do with traps. He's. Uh, I'm telling you, he's gonna put a trap down. He's gonna put some dragon salt <laughs> right in the middle of it. Snap, got him. And you know what? With, with that dude being so crazy on on dragon salt, it it it, it could definitely it fucking I work. I bet it would work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.